Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about why I think they might be taking PvP out of the game in the future. If you want to listen to the video, please watch the whole thing. I'm not advocating for them doing this. I just feel like the writing's on the wall. They're not doing a lot for PvP, and that's a pattern starting with Forsaken. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. You might be able to catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage uh, and if I'm not live just click the follow button if you're watching this on YouTube throw me a subscribe and a like click that's a really helpful way uh, to help out my channel so we're going to jump right into the questions this might get a little saucy today I know a lot of people disagree with me and that's totally fine I'm not saying it will happen I just think it's becoming more likely the more I look at everything that's going on not just in the game but in the gaming world uh, in general so first question from Leviathan um, uh I'm I'm fr- I'm freezing up. I just got I just got an exotic. I I think that's a new exotic. Hang on. I'm freezing up on the Q&A. I didn't even realize they dropped it a 92. Holy moly. And they dropped with distribution. These are reflective events. Improved slide, sliding reflects incoming projectiles. Oh, this is from this is from um Forsaken. These are old. Um yeah, I have no interest in these. It reflects the super energy back. So, we'll be infusing those. They don't require uh, enhancement cores. So, they actually roll with distribution, though. So, it's kind of sad to uh, infuse those. But I can't see myself ever using those in PvE. Um, I just, I don't play enough PvP to warrant even keeping them. Distribution's a very, very nice perk, though. That's only the second time I've ever seen it. Uh, that's only the second time I've ever seen distribution. I have it on a pair of my boots in uh, for my Warlock. Next, I'm sorry, first question from Leviathan. Do you think we would be talking the same thing about removing PvP if D1 Trials was still in the game as it was in D1? Well, I mean, you're trying to create an entirely new history. An entirely new history. The, 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 the launch of Destiny 2 did damage to PvP that I don't know if, if we could measure would it have been, you know, would we be in a different situation if they would not have launched it the way that it launched? The 4v4, you know, gun-based lane campy, you know, team shot meta that everyone hated so, so much. I, I don't know how to go back and imagine what Destiny 2 would have been like if it was like it was now. Like, do you honestly think if we had the Crucible we have now that we wouldn't be having the same conversation, that they wouldn't be losing players, that... I mean, again, Fortnite and Apex Legends happened, and there was no way to predict... There was no way to predict those games were going to happen in the way that they happened. Fortnite's Fortnite's BR was almost like luck. It just... It was just like this random... We all kind of laughed at it at the concept whenever it first came out. And then Apex Legends, I mean, that... That what happened with these games is unheard of. So I still think those elements would be in play. I also think from a business perspective, my business arguments would still be in play. It would still be a smaller portion of the community. It would still be potentially a non-revenue generating uh, side of the community. And it could potentially lead them to say, we're losing money on this, right? 
we're losing. We're we're spending more in production than we're gaining in sales because they they don't require you to really buy anything, and they didn't really incentivize you to buy anything with PvP. PvP was not the focus of Forsaken or any of the annual pass content to now. That's half of a calendar year. That's six months of them essentially ignoring PvP. And I just I. I don't know. To me, oh, if, if D1 Trials was still around, would that make a difference? The only thing I think it would have made a difference is potentially the exodus of streamers. Which, I mean, you can't, you can't really understate if guys like Giggs and Crafty and others stuck around and were streaming Trials every weekend. I still think people that play at that level are going to want to go somewhere where it's more serious, it's more professional, there's, there's potential like money they can win because it's an actual... You know, it's eSport, uh, these, you know, these ones that are like eSport ready. I think that is, is, it's still part of the equation that you can't undo. You can't put that jack back in the box. And given that reality, I don't know if Destiny's PvP really would have stood a chance even with D1 Trials, even with D1 Trials. I think it would have helped, but I think the overwhelming thrust and change in Destiny didn't just come from the fact that there was it was a bad PvP at launch. Now maybe they did. Maybe they said, you know what? We tried. We tried the the more the more esports ready style. It was mega balanced. It was very boring. It was very bland. Let's just go back to the sauce and then just not really do much with PvP. That's entirely possible. I don't know how I didn't get a kill there. That's entirely possible. That, that, that you can fault them for basically leaving behind D1 PvP and then they wouldn't have felt the need in Forsaken to ignore PvP so much. They would have been like, well, it's doing okay. Let's do these changes and do these, and then these changes over here and those changes there and let's make this tweak and that tweak. I, I don't know. That's possible. It's just really, really hard to rewrite history. They may have done irrevocable damage to PvP with D1 van- D2 vanilla and then you can't really put it you can't really fix it you know it's one of those things that I, I I think maybe too much damage has been done and even if you ignore vanilla even if you ignore vanilla it's just it's not ever been it's always been kind of mediocre it's always been complained about it's never been celebrated as yes Destiny's PvP has arrived. Consistently complained about, consistently griped about, imbalanced is more of the part. I what's the most thing? What's the most readily available thing you can say about Destiny 2's PvP up to this point? It's been imbalanced, and when it was the most balanced that it's ever been, people hated it. it they hated it. So the the running theme over the years has just been imbalanced and mediocre and I just this is the discussion we had about Anthem why are you going to force a a a PvP game into a non-PvP game why are you going to force it if the result is mediocrity I I just think (laughs) it just is this mediocrity you, you end up with something that can't compete with mainstream PvP games because a game that launches that has its sole identity in PvP is going to, I think, more readily be appealing to people and you have BR and they're free. I just, I don't know. I think there's so many things that go into players' expectations now that Destiny's just not prepared to meet those expectations. Um, 
that's I think that's the main thing like Borderlands PvP I, yeah like people are trying to act like that need we need PvP there's been plenty of games that have done well on Twitch without PvP and they've and they've been games like Borderlands even the birth even the birth of Destiny's directory from some of the bigger streamers they were more centered around non-pvp they may have played pvp but they weren't centered around it and they came over from borderlands and that's a game that did fine with zero pvp both as a game and a franchise but also as a game that people streamed um i just at, at this at this stage at this stage there just seems to be a very very sharp pivot away from uh pvp Manic says, I would want it removed if they fit it into the lore like Shaq's dies or something. What's your opinion? I mean, obviously, they, I, it'd be weird. I mean, what's he going to stand around and do and mope and talk about how there's no more there's no more glory in the, in, the, in the tower, you know? I mean, obviously, I think they'd have to do something with him. Mr. Enigma, do you think Bungie are in the process of sabotaging their own PvP so they can solely focus on PvE for D3 development, but also at the same time still profiting from PvP players' annual pass funds due to hiding the fact that there is no future for PvP in Destiny? This is very, very sinister and I think difficult to back up. I I don't think that's what they're doing. I don't think that's what they're doing. They, 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 They are pivoting toward new ideas and new content and in the process they're not doing much with pvp but they gave people what they asked for they gave people what they asked for they asked for sauce they asked for power to return to the crucible and that's what we got and if people don't like it or people are complaining you know or whatever the case may be then that honestly this is what people wanted they wanted it to be saucy they wanted it to be you know this this oh let's go back to the days where shotguns were strong and this was strong and people kind of got what they wanted and it's just one of those things where i think people were not real realizing what they were wishing for they were like let's go back to the time where everything was imbalanced and they keep having the nerf and buff stuff i mean that's what they did in all the years of Destiny 1, why do you think anything is going to be any different now? I mean, that was kind of how I ended my video. It was like, what confidence do you have? Like, when did they really, really wow you with great balance and a great experience? I just think it's always been this kind of muddled uh, mess. Um, LLB Rude. Do you think any, uh, do you think ever, do you ever think Trials is coming back or something like it? Also, what kind of negative effect did it have? I wasn't here for Trials. I just think trial <laughs> trials was an attempt to, to, to have like competitive crucible before we had the playlist, right? Before we had the playlist, the the, the ranked playlist and the in the competitive playlist in D two, it was their attempt to have competitive PvP, and it just got a very very small number of people to engage with it. Now somebody might justify that and say that's just like raids true but raids are built and then sort of left be for an entire you know year trials has to be tweaked it has to be it has loot that's added to it there's there was map adjustments they had to make there were changes they had to make to where the control point was because there were spawn advantages there were things that had to be done to trials on a regular basis maps had to be taken out of rotation because of glitches people were doing glitches and trials had to be cancelled a couple of times that's a more rhythmic presence in the game than like a raid dropping and a raid getting low engagement trials dropped and was here every weekend and served as a consistent point of you know they kind of had to babysit it 
and it was the smallest percentage of the player base of any of any piece of content. Sure, it did great on Twitch, and that's good for a game to have popularity on Twitch, but I think in the long run, over time, Trials was just another failed experiment. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm being mean, but like Trials was a failed experiment. Rift was a failed experiment. D2 vanilla PvP with super, super balanced double primaries. Failed experiment. Breakthrough. Lockdown. The competitive playlist right now. Are you going to argue that any of these, any of these are success stories? I just don't think you can. Maybe Trials. Maybe. But like Trials, Trials was a good experiment for Twitch, but it never captured a broad audience. Trials was at its best when they had the bounties in there and then Rise of Iron came in and sullied the whole thing. You couldn't get the new loot because you couldn't get the new loot. The playlist shrunk because the playlist shrunk. Matchmaking took forever. Connection quality went down. People complained about it being sweaty and playing against people that were laggy. I just, I don't think Trials brought to the game what they hoped it would bring. They, I think they thought it was supposed to be like the competitive version of Destiny. And it was good for a while, and then they hurt it again. It's like, that's my point, is even when you go to the best times in Destiny's PvP, it's a short-lived thing. That's why I say it's a failed experiment. How can you say Trials was a success, a success story when it's not even in the game anymore, and it had the smallest amount of engagement of any piece of content in Destiny. How is that a success? It's not like Iron Banner. It's not like when they deliver new content and everyone plays the campaign and the strikes and the missions. You're, And it's not in the game right now. I, d- I don't know how you can look with honest eyes and say that Bungie has been successful with their efforts in PvP. It's everything, ev- almost everything they've tried to innovate with has failed. Even if I grant you trials, Rift, uh, Lockdown, what was the one with the with the points? Uh, uh, salvage, Breakthrough, th- their attempt to have a balanced Crucible, the Crucible right now, the comp playlist being nothing but people complaining and DDoSing and like I just I. <laughs> I don't know how you can look at the at the at the player base experience right now and all the things they've tried to do. You know, small amount of people do raids. Time to cut the cord. No, you missed my entire point leading up to that. You're completely like gliding over what I said. A raid is delivered and then that's the end of it. That's you don't you get a raid like once every five months. Crucible and Trials, I mean, that's a week. That was a weekly thing that caused nothing but frustration for people that didn't want things tweaked or messed with with special ammo economy getting messed with nerfs and buffs coming into the game like trials was the centerpiece the center stage for a lot of those things i mean look at what they had to do to shotguns in the pvp ammo economy and then everybody pivots to sidearms and then when sidearms become ridiculous they nerf sidearm a- a- ammo economy and everybody pivots to icebreakers and fusion grenades do you remember the state of destiny's pvp at the end of d1's life like, come on. I just think everybody has rose-colored glasses. I, I very rarely... Trials was at its best like when it was, like I said, like the Hawksaw era. When people were basically just running around with a stacked team and doing like melee nade challenges and stuff. Like, that's when Trials was at its best, but that was so short-lived. 
they have to patch raids correct how many patches have they had to do for raids though like again you're making you're making such a false equivalency 10% of the community going into raids makes sense it's a pinnacle it's a pinnacle activity and there's no matchmaking at all okay trials same same idea right there's no matchmaking pinnacle pvp uh p- pinnacle pvp activity but how much more attention and patches and updates have come to the game for trials and for pvp at a high level it's like 10 to 1 or 20 to 1 there's been 10 to 20 updates and patches to maybe one or two of the things they've had to do to raids. Like, you can't knock off Atheon with a grenade and stuff like that. I mean, th- th- there have been very, very infrequent, super infrequent changes to the game's uh, r- raid structure. Again, it's 20 to 1. You're, you're not engaging with what I'm saying. You, like, if, if you're going to try and claim they've had to patch raids as often as PvP, you, you, are, you are being willfully ignorant. Willfully ignorant. The history of Destiny is nothing but changes to the meta and the sandbox for PvP with maybe four patches in total for raids. There's been almost no raid patches. And even then, they're just couched in with other patches. They're just, they throw them in with another update. They're like, yeah, we made some adjustments to Leviathan. They're not like, here's our seventh Leviathan patch. They don't, that's not how it works. It's just, it's completely and utterly different. It's, it's an enormous false equivalency. And besides that, and besides that, their focus and their content delivery stands as a refutation for what you're saying. Forsaken, raid. Uh, season of the forge raid what have they done for crucible since forsaken other than pivot pvp attention to gambit what have they done there's like they've done nothing for you don't you see if you're a fan of pvp and trials i'm i'm in some measure taking up for you they don't they haven't done anything for you you're defending pvp and they haven't done anything with it since forsaken a couple of pinnacle weapons really maybe a map or two i don't even know i mean i think a lot of those maps came out with forsaken i don't i think they added did they add i think they added one map in season of the forge didn't they i'm telling you the, the writing is on the wall i just think pvp is not their focus anymore and i'm not saying that that's good let's celebrate i'm saying it just seems to me more probable looking forward that they're just going to take pvp out of the future game you enjoying it is fine I don't want them to take it away from you I just think it's becoming it's becoming a needed in their mind from a business perspective it's becoming needed because when you think about again revenue generation player engagement and the player landscape shifting to BRs and free to play games I just think PvP games like Destiny stand of they stand against the tide they stand against the tide it's very, very difficult, I think, for them to draw in new players. So then you're just appealing to your base. And I don't like, what's what's their base now? It's just dwindling. I, I think the PvP side of the game is just going to continue to dwindle. Brendan, what would you say to make PvP in a better spot uh, than it is right now? I don't think they should remove PvP. I, that's what I mean like everybody has different theories on what you would do to make it better and I think that's why it's a never ending debate it's a never ending debate you're talking about a four year old debate 
And when people want to start citing player engagement numbers, I would be very, very curious how many people do their milestones and are in that pool of players and then never touch PvP again for the rest of the week. I'd be genuinely curious. Because if you subtract them, if you subtract them from the number, I mean, what would you be left with? Now, somebody might be like, well, Lono, people do the same thing for PvE. I really, I mean, are PvP only players really going and doing milestones? Keep in mind, they're self-published now. Yeah, that's another thing to consider. I didn't even bring up. They're self-published. It may just make more sense to them. Operating costs wise to completely gut the crucible side of, of production costs and say, this isn't worth it. It, it, ge- it generates less revenue than virtually all the content in the game. It's a side of the player base that is smaller and generates re- less revenue. It's just got a lot working against it right now. A lot. Uh, CP4 Gators. Can you explain why people argue that Trials coming back will save PvP? I don't understand the logic there. I just think they think that the, 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 this tiny minority of players will, will save the game. I don't understand why they think that. I don't understand why they think that. This is a tiny, tiny minority of players, people that played Trials. And to a certain extent, an even smaller minority now than ever. Because it's been gone for so long. I, it, traditionally, any time you looked at the player base engagement numbers, Trials was, was, was teeny tiny compared to the lion's share of the daily engaged players. It was it was never it was never a majority of the player base ever. It just it just wasn't. I'm sorry. Like I hate I I don't like I don't like shooting people. I, I'd rather do the flashpoint since resets in like an hour and a half. Like I don't need the tokens from strikes. If you guys want to bounce because you wanted tokens, I just realized I have milestones that are gonna disappear in an hour and a half. I should probably do them because this is my third character. Um. So I. They don't even engage with 80% of the Destiny content. PvP players in my clan don't care about milestones or PvE gameplay at all. Leveling is not even an issue to them. They just log in every night, play a couple hours of PvP, and log off. I'm telling you, Quicken the Deadlies, Quicken the Deadly, what he just cited, I'm telling you, I think there's a significant portion of the PvP player base. Non-revenue generating, they don't buy the annual pass, they don't buy the DLC, they don't have to. They boot up, they go in, they shoot faces, they shut down. And if you subtract the non-revenue generating players from the player pool, how many people are left that that you that you feel justified in having an entire department to, to build content for and to manage the game for, and it affects the entire sandbox? I just... Uh... Yeah, and as Bellos is saying, PvP players always think they carry Destiny and Destiny will die without them. It's just like, I, it's just, I just don't think you could be any further from the truth. It just is not, it's not a PvP game at its core. And if 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 the rumors are true, again, I'm not saying take it out, it's terrible. I'm saying it seems likely. If the rumors are true and this is going hardcore RPG and you have staff members leaving and you have content thrust changes... How do you not see that as a direct threat to PvP in the future? The writing's on the wall from where I sit. The writing's on the wall. If I'm wrong, great. Make it awesome. Capture a large audience. That's good for the franchise. But I'm just like, 
they haven't done anything for you since for since forsaken they took trials out with forsaken they put in gambit in, instead they don't try to fix trials they just yank it out they throw in gambit and they haven't done a single thing for you since and they they they're not with activision anymore it's rumored to be a hardcore rpg player in, employees that oversaw stuff are leaving they're like josh hamrick and others i mean josh hamrick is the first to leave how do we know there aren't more there have been people who have changed their profiles to say they're working on super secret destiny 2 stuff instead of being crucible leads i don't know man that seems like something's going on where pvp just is has not been a focus for a while a couple of pinnacle weapons is just not i i, I don't know i think they're Mm, I don't know. Arf dog. Why didn't Bungie let us try trials with the revamped weapon system? We only got trials with double primary. Don't you think it was worth a shot? Well, there could be a couple of uh, there could be a couple of things at play here. I could be seeing blue when it's actually red, right? If if you look at this another way, okay. Let's be fair here and consider all angles. If you look at this another way, they say, well, the competitive-minded players are just going to stick to trials. But if if so, that so Gambit's engagements will su- Gambit Gambit's engagement will suffer, right? If we want to try and capture some of these competitive-minded players and we want Gambit to take off, we can't have trials competing for engagement. I don't know though, because trials was only on the weekend. So, to a certain extent, I feel like Gambit and Trials could have coexisted very, very well because during the week, those competitive players would have been like, well, there's no Trials, I'm going to rank up in Gambit. Well, now it's the weekend, I'm going to go play Trials. And then the people that aren't working um, on the weekends could be like, well, I'm not really interested in Trials, I'll try my hand at Gambit right now, a lot of the sweaty players are in Trials. Like, I feel like Gambit and Trials could have coexisted. So even if we think like maybe they were trying to funnel these players into Gambit, and that's why they took Trials out, just so there wasn't too many activities... Even still, I can imagine a world where Gambit and Trials could have existed very well together. I, I don't know. The, to, to, to take it out, to take Trials out at that point in time while also offering very little to the Crucible side of the game, and then Season of the Forge lands, very little to, 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 for PvP. Season of the Drifter lands, very little if not nothing for PvP. Here's what I don't understand. People in the chat and people that are going to disagree with me on this, my question for you is, how can you constantly complain about the lack of PvP content? They're not giving you any PvP content. How can you complain about that and then in the next breath not see what I'm saying? Everyone's upset. Go to the forums. Like People that play PvP are irritated at the lack of anything for them. No love for the PvP homies. And if you're gonna if you're gonna cite that as a problem, then what if it's a symptom of a change more than an actual problem? Mr. Uh, Junips, if Bungie was to add incentive bounties like in D1 Trials, do you think it could help the state of the PvP player base? I think it's the best thing to do for comp right now. I think if they want to try to do anything to salvage the comp playlist, 
like I said in a tweet and like I've said numerous times, recaptured the spirit of the trials bounties. You would call them adept weapon bounties. You could do them as many times as you wanted, just the way you did the Ada bounties, and it would force people to go into comp. What you would do by doing this is you create you create a more full funnel of players. Matchmaking is quicker. There's more casual players in there. Players are able to win more games if they kind of stack up and they're focused. DDoSing wouldn't feel as necessary. Are you going to risk DDoSing and getting banned when there's more casuals in the funnel and you can win games more naturally and more fair and square? No, you're probably not going to DDoS and risk getting banned if you can just play a more full funnel of casual players. And then you could get your you could get your pinnacle weapons. You could probably go on your win streaks, and better teams would be rewarded accordingly. And casuals would be able to get like low entry weapon weapon farm going the same way people did the trials bounties in pre pre rise of iron. I would also let people get some points for losing. Now again, you've got to have things in place so they're not just farming with a bot or an or a macro, but making it to where you make zero progress when you lose, but you actually lose progress. Again, you're moting, motivating people to DDoS. I'm not saying that, that that's that's Bungie's fault, but it's just like I, I'm telling you, if you remove that, if you remove that stigma of like, if I don't win, I'm gaining no ground, and you fill the funnel with more casual players. I'm not saying DDoSing would go away. I said I think DDoSing would go down. I think there'd be a hand there'd be a lot of people that be like, "Dude, it just isn't worth it." It isn't worth it. I'm not going to get I'm not going to risk getting banned. We can beat most of these teams fair and square. And you're not going to get dedicated servers. I mean, deddies are going to probably hopefully come in the next game, but you're not you can't get deddies right now. The engine's not built for it. The background infrastructure is not built for uh, for dedicated servers. Uh, removing PvP haters in D3, not a real question. Uh, Red Devil's player says, I'm on the same page with you about your assumption that this could be the end of PvP. Uh, if they were to implement new PvP, what do you think about making it a Halo type, like already discussed? But when you have Iron Banner being a monthly event, it'd be light-based, you could use your weapons in the current PvP as, as it is now. Well, n- here's the thing. Like I said, if they focus on going that route, strip it down, even bring in like esports organizations and players to help inform how it's built, you're taking an enormous risk. What's the impetus for keeping PvP in? Many people, the impetus today has been you're appealing to the base. Lono, there's tons of people who play PvP. You're going to lose all those players. Okay, if that's your impetus, then the question you have to ask is... Will those players enjoy playing a completely different version of the Crucible than they've been playing for the last four years? It's a risk. If the reason that you're doing it, uh, if if you're if you're if the reason that you're doing it is because you want to maintain that base of players, but you turn it into like a Halo style. Oh, I don't have on Skull Fort. I was like, why am I not getting my melees back? It's a risk. So let those players leave. Right, Bowers. And from a business perspective, they may say, it's okay if those players leave, let's not do PvP. Or they may say, no, we think this is the way to go. We think we can have a successful esport. We think we can actually do this. 
they, they may decide that they may come to the conclusion that with the right pieces and the right players they could turn this into an esport and then it could be popular on Twitch lots of people would come play it and sure you might lose people that are like this just doesn't feel like destiny but again I, I think that that's an enormous risk what if it flops and fails then you're then you're then you're basically left with another another heavy heavy amount of investment in time put into a side of the game that ends up getting ignored or gets the smaller the smaller amount of engagement from the player base again i'm not even talking as somebody who doesn't enjoy pvp wanting it to leave i'm just thinking from a business perspective i'm talking big picture here i know it's difficult for people that are like watching the stream and whispering people because their life is so empty that they hang out here and try and harass people that support my channel like they think because i'm bad at pvp that, that that uh in their mind i'm bad at pvp they think because i'm bad at pvp that that's why i'm saying these things and that makes my my points illegitimate i'm talking from a business standpoint i'm not even talking about the actual experience of pvp for me or anybody else this is pure business pure business might dictate might dictate what the frick just happened there uh might dictate that they just decide this just isn't worth it it just it's too much it's too much production cost for very little revenue generation i y- you can continue again the more people rail against me instead of my argument the more people try to denounce me the the the, the more you're making it clear that i'm striking a nerve and you think that i might be right you're scared that i might be right and instead of engaging with my instead of engaging with my argument you're attacking me that's called the fallacy of ad hominem you're attacking the the person instead of their argument. I must be striking a chord with people if they're attacking me instead of my arguments. There must be some low-level fear going on that you're like, what if he's right? We better denounce him and insult him because I guess you think that's going to achieve something, which it ultimately doesn't. All it does is betray the fact that you have no argument. You don't have an argument if you attack me. That's not a Shapiro quote. I don't watch or engage with any of Shapiro's content. That's just basic argumentation 101. If you don't have an argument or you argue from emotion, you typically attack the person instead of their argument. And the people attacking me are just betraying the fact that their panties are getting like in a twist and bunched up, so they're attacking me instead of my argument. Let them confirm their own cowardice and immaturity and the fact that they have no argument. Like, that's why they're doing it. I- <laughs> You attack me all you want. Doesn't change what I've said. Uh, Putin work. I think comp needs to incentivize being better and competitive player uh, over rewards first. Right now, the only reason to play is for pinnacle weapons, and everyone bounces once they get them. I believe that if this there was a system where pinnacle weapons were earned only in quick play, and then players could hop into comp to truly exclusivize the ornaments, titles, dope. I mean, you're kind of pushing back on what I just said. I think if they did bounties from um, shacks capture the spirit of the trials bounties i think you'd fill the playlist and it would be a much better experience and then don't make people lose progress for losing really really have the reward for winning be high but don't make it like an act of futility every time you lose uh lukey duke says as a mainly pvp player i would hate to see pvp go when pinnacle weapons were introduced i hated the idea but i still grinded for them do you think pinnacle weapons should be removed in future PvP and D3? If so, what adjustments would be made to make the map designed to give them all gun space and in PvP instead of uh, maining hand cannon, shotguns, and loadout? Thanks. 
I mean, you're you're talking about you're talking about something that we just touched on a little bit ago. If you completely gut the identity of Destiny's PvP, you may you may just end up failing again, as I feel they did when when they tried the super balanced meta at D1 vanilla. They tried it. They uh, they tried the D, they tried they tried a different way they tried a different path for PVP as compared to like what it's felt like traditionally and it didn't go over well. You you take that risk again if you basically dump all your eggs in that basket and you're like well, let's make a, a completely different PVP experience. Let's take out pinnacle weapons. Like one of the main reasons people are even playing right now is probably because of pinnacle weapons. I, I just I don't know. I think you're attempting to create and 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 f- and bring into the game something that is completely and utterly foreign that may or may not even work as a as a driver for engagement. It may make people disengage. Now, I think you're highlighting something that is correct. Like pinnacle weapons are a part of the problem, but they're also a part of the identity right they're also part of the identity if you suddenly take that away from people that's what i said earlier i was like dude if you take away the fact that you can go into the crucible with your dope gear and try it out that's part of the identity of destiny you go to set weapons you do what you're saying like you get rid of you get rid of uh you get rid of pinnacle weapons it's just like i don't know if that would go over all that well what keeps messing up my attacks my grenade got shot. My thunder crash got jacked up earlier. What's going on, man? This is some weird stuff today. My grenade just got shot as soon as it came out. I feel like I'm playing Division when the, when the deployables got destroyed right away. Uh, Remy, Lono, I would love to see PvP gone in D3. However, after the lackluster of Anthem's PvE, only World and Borderlands 3 on the horizon, do you think Bungie needs to focus more on power fantasy and respecting players' time with generous loot like Division 2? Well, okay, here's the thing. You have to understand that Anthem didn't have... Anthem's failure has nothing to do with PvP. Anthem's struggling has more to do with not having a proper endgame, which... That's a whole nother ball of wax and argument and discussion. Like, that's not even close. That's not even close to what we're talking about. Okay. Now, when you look at Borderlands and these other games, and you're like, well, should they make sure that they have like a very, very generous system and respect the player's time? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that for weeks. We've been talking about that for weeks. Like, if you want players to play your game as service in your loot pursuit, you have to respect their time and, and you have to make it a rewarding experience. And I would say, yep, they need to do that for Destiny 3. That's kind of a given at this point. That's just a given. Uh, I missed Paddywhack's two-month sub and then Link Colder with a Prime sub. Thank you for your sub. I finished the Flashpoint already? No, I didn't. Um, next question. Little Light Radio. Bungie probably feels that they are in too deep already, and if they get rid of PvP, they most likely will lose content creators that focus on that. Who are who's left? <laughs> uh, if they intend to keep, what's uh the one change you would make the overall game be a better experience? Having separate nerfs for buffs in PVE and PvP. Th- again, that's kind of a must. That's kind of a must, right? 
you if if you if you want PvP to have any footing in the future, you have to separate it. It's it, that is an absolute must. Again, again, that's a potential risk. That's a potential risk because that guts the identity. That guts the identity. And Cooch, Mtash, Ruski, Kami, True Vanguard, Pure Chill. Right, right, right. Hear what I'm saying. Those guys play lots of other games now, right? Bungie's concern should not be those gentlemen's platforms. Their concern should be making a great game. Oh, what are we going to do about the Raiders if we don't have a raid in Season of the Drifter? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not part of the discussion. I just... I. As, look at what John's saying. Yesterday, Crucible was 350k. 600k includes Gambit. 350k engage with Crucible versus the 576 in in PVE. Cammy's on a mission to save PvP. I don't want PvP to go away. I just don't see a future for it. I don't see a future for it. Every single time you put your finger on a pain point for PvP, you're putting your finger on a point that is part of Destiny's identity. Really strong exotics, really strong supers, really strong weapons. That's literally what Destiny is. Shards got nerfed. Nova Warp got nerfed. I just... What? what? (laughs) That's part of Destiny. Every time they make a change for Crucible, you're, you're setting your sights on something that's part of the Destiny identity. Once you start nailing all those things down, you're going to end up with another neutered, another another neutered Crucible experience like we got in D2 Vanilla. And if you split it up, again, people might say, this doesn't feel like Destiny. I can't go get really strong weapons and take them into the Crucible. We've always talked about the hypocrisy of Crucible players, right? I hate these matadors, these god roll matadors. And then they get one, and then that's all they use. And then that's why they're playing, is they want a god roll matador themselves. They want a god roll Luna. Whatever. That's what people do. They complain about the very power that they end up using. Like, it's just, that's the, it's been the nature of PvP for four years. It's just, I don't necessarily know how, if you start putting your finger on the pain points and design problems of Destiny's PvP, a lot of what you're putting your finger on are actual just things that are part of the identity of Destiny. And the more you gut those things, the more risk you're taking. Keep in mind, again, there's a sequence to my argument. If you're keeping PvP in, a lot of what people are saying today is, you keep it in because of the player base, right? All those people would leave, okay? Don't you think there's a risk of them leaving if you deliver a PvP experience that is completely divorced from the identity of Destiny up to this point? Don't don't you think that's a risk? If well, it might be appealing to a broader audience. From a business standpoint, I think that Bungie may be saying that's not worth it. They could they could bring in people, they could bring in folks that are that are you know minded to really really deliver and really make PVP a better experience. They bring in a lot of people to con- you know consult and give good advice. They 100% could do that, but when they do that, you have to admit they're taking a risk. They're basically saying, "Well, hopefully this is successful because um, if it's not, we just put a lot of eggs in this basket and if 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 this falls flat, then 
you know, if this falls if this falls flat, we put we put a bunch of more time and production costs and revenue into a side of the game that the our core audience may end up rejecting, and the audience at large is pivoting towards different types of PvP games that isn't this style. So that's another that's another risk. If you are if you are a company that is in charge of your money and your revenue now, okay, Activision's out of the picture, okay. You do cost assessment, risk assessments. You say what's what's the least riskiest path for us to take? What's the most likely path for us to take that will generate the most revenue and be the most successful? And I think at this point, every time they look at Crucible, they see risk. They see potentially low revenue generating content. They can't monetize the maps because that fragments the community. Respawn Entertainment and 343 have backed this in their own studies and their own experiments. So you can't charge for the maps. So how do you monetize that side of the game? You can't. Why can't you? Why do you think you can't monetize that side of the game? Because PvP players don't want to spend money. And that's not, I'm not shaming them for that. I just think that's a, that's a trend. The reason that maps being monetized fragments the community is because a significant portion of the community in the PvP side of games doesn't spend money on new content. They just want to boot up and play. Fragments your matchmaking because you can't match people who don't have the maps. So you have to give the maps for free one more piece of production that has no ROI. You're developing maps for people that aren't spending money. And then, free-to-play Battle Royale is also changing the landscape of expectations. If, 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 if PvP players were prone to spending money in... If the majority of PvP players... If the majority of PvP players were willing to spend money, why would they have to give away the maps for free? They would say, no, most of our players buy the maps. If you want to play the new maps, spend the money. In both in both Titanfall and Halo 5 and in Destiny, they came to the conclusions that you must give the, the maps away for free because if not, you fragment your player base. That stands to reason to conclude to say a significant portion of the community doesn't buy the new content, so that's why you have to give the maps away for free. They buy your vanilla title and then that's what they do. That's it. Think about how they sell... Think about how they sell expansions in Destiny. It's almost all centered around PvE. Look, go back and watch the marketing for Curse of Osiris and Warmind. Watch the marketing for Forsaken in the annual pass. If you're a PvP player, you have to kind of like comb through all the marketing. Like, well, what what is there here for me? You're like Dorothy at the end of the Wizard of Oz. You're like, hey, he doesn't have anything in that black bag for me. All the marketing centers around PvE. <laughs> Because they know that's their purchasing audience. You're making sweeping generalizations? No, I'm not. That was not a sweeping generalization. Listen to the careful argumentation. 
if both 343 and Respawn and Bungie all determine that you cannot monetize maps, you can't put maps in your paid-for content, you have to make maps free, because if you don't make maps free, you fragment your player base. That means you can conclude there is a significant enough portion in these player bases that doesn't spend money. I'm allowed to conclude that. If most PvP players bought the new content and got the new maps, they would would charge for the maps why that'd be a good business decision that'd be a fantastic business decision they'd say look most of the player base buys the content and has the maps if you're complaining about matchmaking being slow buy the maps yo what's good golden boy there that's all I'm saying. I'm not making a sweeping generalization and saying PvP players are stingy and cheap that's not what I'm saying don't put words in my mouth I'm saying this is an actual fact within pvp that has made them change the structure and the flow of of halo 5 titanfall 2 and destiny you cannot monetize the maps and this is not a slam what i'm saying is from a business perspective bungie may be saying we don't get enough revenue from this side of the game I'm saying maybe, 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 maybe. I'm not making sweeping generalizations. I'm not saying it's going away, but I'm saying it could be now that Activision's out of the picture, Bungie could be saying cost assessment, risk assessment, look at the production costs, look at the production costs, and look at the revenue return we get from that side of the player base. And they may be saying it ain't in the cards. It ain't in the cards. Paid maps were a way to monetize post-launch, but it created such a fragmented community that almost uh, it was almost pointless to buy them. That happened to me and my friends in Call of Duty. There was always two or three homies in our group that didn't have the maps, and we were like, why are we buying these maps? We can't even go into the playlists. It was like, we, all it takes is one dude in the, in the six-man squad to not have the maps, and you're like, we can't play the new maps today. And then what happens? Then you go and play the maps, after they've been out for a while and you're 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 super unfamiliar with them you don't know them you haven't been playing them that small pool of players that has been playing at them they're they're like experts and you're like well i don't even want to play these now i'm behind like i haven't memorized the the spawning flow for we played team defender we loved team defender and headquarters in call of duty and it was just like i we don't even want to play these because like a month would go by and it was just like it just it just wouldn't work so I'm, I'm simply saying I'm simply saying that if you look at the pattern of behavior from Bungie up to this point there is a smaller focus on PvP both with Forsaken's deliverable and the annual pass there's a smaller focus they seem to be putting more eggs in the basket of Gambit which I've called that a huge risk because I just don't think Gambit has the appeal to make it the centerpiece of a DLC of a content deliverable so as a fan of PvP if you're looking at Bungie and saying where's all my stuff and then you hear me saying what I'm saying I'm I'm upset for you but I'm also saying dude the writing might be on the wall man Bungie might be saying this just hasn't been worth it it hasn't been worth it now that we don't have the big money from Activision coming in we have to cut production cost this is the lowest revenue generating side of the game cut it cut it and that's in line with the rumors that it's going to be a more RPG-focused game. That's in line with the fact that that, that everything they've done up to this point has been to minimize De- Crucible's presence in the game. No trials. Dude, this game keeps giving me weapons. Gee, many frick. I need armor or I can't level. 
Oh, it hurts, chat. It hurts. And as I said, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, in this ever-changing landscape, if you don't have if you don't have an esports ready game, I think it's going to struggle. So they'd have to build future PvP content with esports in mind. You'd have to bring in people like Golden Boy or other organizations or players to say, these are things you've got to consider in the grand scheme. If you want it to be scalable, competitive, if you want it to work on a big stage, all those things have got to be considered. I think Destiny looks fabulous. I think it could be a fantastic esports game. But that's another massive risk. That's so much blood and treasure spent hoping hoping that it catches fire you do that and you could potentially lose your base people could come in and say this just doesn't feel like destiny this feels more like halo and that could blow up that could blow up halo's a halo's a halo's a very nostalgic name i just i just don't know and as golden boy saying it's a crowded market man it's a super crowded market. Again, risk assessment here, business talk. I'm not arguing as a PVE player. I'm thinking business here. Risk assessment, crowded market, people want it to be free. BR has become the main stage. This is what people want. The next generation of gamers is coming up and they're saying this is the experience that they want. We can't offer that experience. What we're offering is 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 out, is becoming more outdated, is becoming less less appealing, less in demand. If your product's in less demand, are you going to keep making it? Pagers, <laughs> pagers, you know, flip phones. If the product becomes in less demand, you stop making it. If PVP at this scale it becomes in less demand, you stop making it. It's just a basic business discussion. I'm not slamming. I'm not slamming it. You guys know I love my PVP homies. I mean, I've always said, you go back and watch my really, really old content. Okay, there's less and less value for Bungie to invest in that, in my opinion. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Um, not even Halo, but Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, and not to mention all those games that get crapped on by BR games with their massive prize pools. Yeah, I mean, even if you try to go beneath that market share and hover in that in that hemisphere, as Golden Boy's making so many good points to help me here, as soon as you go below the giant stratosphere of like BR, go down to the lower hemisphere, it's crowded there too. Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, Counter Strike, like that's already a cluttered a cluttered. A cluttered environment as well. Risk assessment, man. I interrupted my own point. I forget what I was saying. I forget what I was saying. Um, oh, if you go back and watch my old content, people used to ask me, "Who do you like watching, Lono? You, 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 uh, you talk a lot about entertainment value and streaming. Who did I always say that you should watch? My favorite streamer, Real Crafty. I always said it." I said, laid back, hilarious, and a god among men. He's, he's got it all. He's got it in spades, right? He doesn't need to wear sunglasses and a mustache. He's, he's, in my mind, he's in a similar category to Doc Disrespect. He brings an entertainment value that is above the game, and his gameplay is almost unmatched. Like, he plays at a level just so, so freaking good. I always recommended Crafty. The only other person, the only other person that I recommended back then around Fortnite, I actually thought that CDN the Third was the best Fortnite streamer. I thought, I, I'm serious. I thought he was better than Lupo and Ninja and all those guys. Lupo and Ninja, like those, Lupo's a friend. Like, I love Ninja, but I still think CDN the Third was the best Fortnite streamer. I do. I think C's was the best. I just think 
he didn't get the momentum and he he did well he did well he's massively successful he's a he's a fantastic streamer i still think seas was the best at at fortnite and crafty you're seeing things come home to roost for crafty because he's streaming apex legends and you get to see crafty do the two things he's the best at he just kind of chills the bad games roll off his back he's he's funny he's i think he's very hilarious he's very he's just winsome and charming and his gameplay is ridiculous ridiculous I think PvP needs to be part of the experience rather than something that's treated as its own thing. I'm thinking something like Dark Zone and Division. And as Golden Boy says that, like, think about what Bungie has attempted to do. They've attempted to do that. They've attempted to meld the two worlds with Gambit. They have attempted to do that. The shift... Think about when Gambit enters the stage here. This is just such a good narrative to consider right now. They, they take Trials away. The pinnacle PvP activity, they take it away gone right before we get the change to the weapon system right before you you get double primary to go away and what do they do when they do that in the vacancy of trials here comes gambit destiny's dark zone right it's a mixture of pve and pvp and largely has been i think not received as well as it could have been because it just feels like a pvp game mode in disguise it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a PVE experience once you really break it down. So I, I do. I feel like the, the Gambit, think about the strategy, okay? I want you to rewind the clock. Go back and imagine Bungie's strategy for Forsaken and Beyond. They take Trials out, they offer almost nothing for Crucible, and they build a new game mode called Gambit. Not only do they build a new game mode called Gambit, they take one-third of their annual pass and they devote it to Gambit. And nothing for Crucible. <laughs> nothing for, for for Crucible. Like from a business strategy internally, there seems to be, I said, a tectonic shift. I mean, this is big. This is big. I I think the writing's on the wall. This seems to me to be a changing of the guard, and PvP is just going to continue to drift away, or or. Bungie likes to create vacancies and then fill them later. So this could be intentional. You let PvP turn into just a total, just mayhem, insane scene, no trials, just kind of becomes crazy. And then they fix it in September of this year. They bring back trials. They have a significantly huge sandbox patch. Like they do all these things. That's, that's, that's possible. I think it's unlikely. I think Josh Hamrick's Exodus and Mantis... Uh, Derek and Kevin Yanes, those two guys changing their profile um, classifications on Twitter. They're not working on Crucible anymore. They're working on Destiny 2 secret projects or whatever. I just think uh, it's unlikely that they're going to do that. I think it's unlikely. And I am, I don't say this with glee in my heart, like, yay! You know, goodbye, PvP! I, 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 I don't celebrate. I feel sadness. As I said, one of my favorite people to watch was Real Crafty. I cut my teeth on watching PvP and Destiny, watching Crafty. Like, it was just like, it was amazing to watch this guy win 2v1s and 3v1s. I remember watching Giggs montages. I remember playing with Grenader Jake. Like, I don't celebrate this. I just feel like it's happening. We spent a ton of time on just this one questioning. <laughs> this one question. I didn't anticipate uh, 
Golden Boy uh, stopping by. <laughs> Always good to interact. Uh, hopefully, one day you guys get to see us shoutcast together. That's like a dream come true. <laughs> I'm trying to get into that work. With we got some potential things coming. Some potential things. We'll see. We'll see some announcements. Not necessarily with Golden Boy, but for me. And thank you, Silent, for gifting a sub to him. I appreciate that. Uh, Excel, Excel Zero, Excel Zero Games says, since I just play Destiny for PvP, uh, I would mostly likely not even bother buying D3 if it does not have PvP, and I know I'm not the only one. I think it just has to avoid the same mistakes that D2 has made, even, oh, and even D1. Uh, say it is included, what would be the most needed change, do you think? Differences between PvP and ner- PvP and PvE nerfs, making sure that they actually check up on the PvP meta and continually change things every half month. Okay, this is a fine question. I think we've kind of touched on this. I think foundationally you got to split it, okay? I, I acknowledge a ton of people would not buy Destiny 3 if there was no PvP. I, 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 know, I know that's true. I'm not delusional. There's a lot of you that'd be like, no PvP? Peace. I'll go play Apex or whatever. Um, I readily admit that that is a, that's a fact that would happen. Okay? But when you ask, like, what would foundationally need to be happen? Okay? Beyond just having the game split down the middle, you need agile development. You have to have an engine and dev tools that you can make quick changes. Fortnite's like, hey, we buffed auto rifles. A day later, whoa, whoops, we rolled that back a little bit. Holy moly. You know, all those things that, that they were able to do with an agile engine and agile dev tools. If you're not able to do that, even if they split the game down the middle, if it takes you three months to update something, that ain't going to work either. So big picture here and this is me what i want this for you guys i would love for them to deliver a pristine pvp experience that gets quick updates smart changes and if you split the game down the middle you don't ever have to worry about affecting my experience when you ask for a nerf or an adjustment because you won't affect me if the game is split down the middle again i just think in light of everything we just said leading up to this that's a tall order given the landscape of games right now i just think it's incredibly risky for them to invest to invest in that very very risky to invest in that if they were to do it i think that's how they'd have to do it again with an esports mindset Again, we talked about that that being risky. I mean, if you, if you want an authority on esports, I mean, Golden Boy was in here saying it's a very, very cluttered and, and, and full market. It's saturated. That That's risky to try to step onto that landscape. It is. You would have to have just a 10 out of 10 experience, and even then it might not catch fire. Even then it might not catch fire. Viral popularity. I mean, there are going to be I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be like studies done on what Apex Legends did. <laughs> like it's just what in the world the way they launched that game is unprecedented. Viral fire. I just th- we're in a we're in a whole new frontier. Y- you you basically have turned streamers into billboards. Very effective freaking billboards. You talk about targeted marketing. That is a new era and a new version of targeted marketing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The way that game succeeded is just crazy. And to a certain extent, that has to be considered. How do you, how, can you even do that? I mean, can you try and capitalize on that? Fortnite almost felt like it happened by accident, you know? 
Savage Boy, how would you best farm for enhancement cores? Do spiders bounties and then anytime you break stuff down, don't let scrapper bounties expire in your inventory. Not these ones. These are Vanguard. These ones here that have like the... I don't even know what that's supposed to be in the middle. Is that like a beacon? Like a patrol beacon? Don't ignore these. You get a core from those. Uh, Bubble 17. A Bumble 17. Do you think Bungie are seeing Gambit as an e- ebook replacing PvP? Looking ebook, I think you meant esport. Looking at the prime rewards for the store, they look like esports shirts. I, yeah, I, again, I don't know. I, I would agree with you. The shirts that they're selling for Gambit, they they, they do look they're like bowling shirts or something. I if listen, if they want Gambit to hit esports, you got a you you got a long way to go. Okay. I did, I don't even know how many hours of shoutcasting of Fortnite, and then I shoutcast at Apex Legends, and then I've watched other people shoutcast other esports just to kind of learn good practices and habits of the trade. I, Gambit going that route, I right now have a really hard time seeing that happening. Um, they have a lot of ways, they had a lot of ways to go. I don't think there's a lot of, um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of counter and response. There doesn't seem to be a lot of back and forth. It does. It really, really seems like a lot of it would come down to RNG and things like that. I just Gambit has a long way to go. Could it become an esport? Uh, there's so many things that have to be considered in that in that regard. And I think with the roles and the armor that they came up with, there certainly is potential there for like that. Not Overwatch, but that idea of having like classes that can counter each other. But my gosh, they've really got to make some changes. The invader, the the full invader set can literally come over and lock your bank. You can't do anything to stop him. Now, if the sentry shoots him, you can see him, but he's got to shoot him first. He's got to shoot a guy who has wall hacks and an overshield. And if the sentry dies, then you can't see his marked, you can't see the marked invader anymore. And even if even if you mark him and everybody swarms him and kills him, you are still so disrupted in your play flow while the other team races to 50. I I don't know. I really don't know. I would love to see it to see how it plays out. Listen, when we first thought, uh, you know, saw Fortnite as a BR, we laughed. I played in one afternoon and said, this will, this game will, will be the, one of the biggest games on Twitch. I said, I think it's going to pass PUBG. People clipped me. People called me an idiot. They're like, you're stupid. This is cartoon garbage. This is a trash game. This is such a knockoff. I got made fun of for saying after one afternoon, I was like, this game's going to blow up. It has so much entertainment value. It's so fun. I watched, I watched Apex Legends for an afternoon. I watched people play. I was like, this game's got massive potential. It's fast. It's furious. It's Titanfall. It's respawn. Like this is the, this is a great place for this, right? And look at what happened with Apex Legends. We, at first when we were watching the trailer, we're like, this seems kind of corny. But after about 30 seconds in, I was like, this game has massive potential. Because if you remember, if you go all the way back, people were like, Lono, Fortnite's kind of blown up. What do you think the next big thing to come to BR will be? What did I say? If they can mix MOBA with a BR, they have something special. If you have classes and abilities and counters and those types of plays, then you've got something special. And that's exactly what Apex Legends brought to the table. They brought 
classes and counters and abilities to to change the flow of combat so it's not just a shooter they added a layer of combat that wasn't there even in the what was the one for Call of Duty called Blackout that was just kind of absent from Blackout I don't think Blackout had that that razzmatazz that Apex has and those plays and stuff that people pull off so when you when you look at Gambit okay all those things I said okay I'm putting feathers in my cap I don't care what you think of me if you think I'm being egotistical I'm putting some feathers in my cap I saw the potential of Fortnite called it it, it, it came true saw the potential of Apex Legends it came true I just don't see the potential for Gambit I don't see it when they did that that Gambit thing where uh, Dr. Lupo and MTash outcasted it I it was okay but they were also using curated loadouts when they did the second one when Bungie was sort of talking over it it wasn't it wasn't that entertaining one guy came over the queen breakers and got a quad kill and it was like so obviously silly and it just they they steamrolled and then the, they melted the boss I just I don't know now now one thing that destiny has that some of these other games don't have is they have hero moments okay they have hero moments this is where I do think Gambit could get into a place where okay this is their only shot he's invading now he's got 30 seconds to stop them the primeval is shielded there's no opportunity for damage here they're going to have a strong counter if they can't counter this invasion they run the risk of falling behind in the DPS race and then this other team will pull ahead he's coming around the corner and he gets knocked down by a super they've shut him down here goes DPS like you could have those hero moments but if you don't have that clear back and forth, if it's just a snowball, if it's just a burn, there's th- 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 you have to give, there's no breath. You have to give room. The game, whew, the game has to breathe to leave room for hero moments. There's no room for that. There's no room for that. I would, I would love to see that happen because I think it could go main stage, hero moments, big plays, holy crap, have you seen this guy use his XYZ super? Oh my gosh, he's a surgeon. This guy is such a good invader. And they're like, don't discount this guy on the other team. He's so good at defensive shutdowns. He uses this and this and this, and his shotgun is pristine. Not to mention the backup plays from this gentleman over here with his sniper. He can hit you from a mile away before you blink twice. Like, there could be an element to that. It's four players. They have roles, sentry, invader, collector. There's 100% the possibility. But they've got peer-to-peer. They've got RNG. It's very much a steamroll and a snowball. I think those things are working against Gambit becoming becoming a, a spectacle esport. It doesn't mean it can't. Again, if they can channel, right? If they can channel the hero moments, then there's a potential because that would be the big, those would be the big holy crap moments. We all remember, okay? We all remember Lumi protecting the control point for 60 seconds. He gets his super twice. That clip is... That'll go, that'll go down, like, in infamy, in Destiny history. Why? Because it's a hero moment. Like, you wa- you're watching Saint Shadestep himself 
completely dominate anybody that crosses his path and it was it's magnificent he's he's an artist in that entire sequence of events an artist and if you give people room for that if you give people room for those moments then i think there could be a potential but right now it's not there uh dj c Hey, Lona, I've been watching your videos on YouTube, and I find this format extremely engaging, so please keep up the good work. I posted a question earlier in chat about PvP before the talk and didn't realize that it hadn't happened yet, so my apologies for that. No worries. It's a bit of a prologue, but I appreciate your comments. I think that while there is a bit of magic in getting guns from PvE and bringing them into PvP, it's honestly a nightmare to balance. Instead of removing it, I think we could have quickly, uh, I think we could have quick play be a mess with abilities and, oh, it's a really long question. I think what you were going to say is have quick play be a mess with abilities and supers and have competitive be more stripped down. Okay. Um, I, I think that's where you were going. I think it's a fair assumption. Unfortunately, again, I think you're going to create a competitive environment that feels less like Destiny, and that's a risk. Oh, competitive with no supers and no light. See, your your idea, I, I'm not going to call your idea bad. I'm going to call your idea risky. It's risky because you're going to the, the pinnacle activity of Destiny's PvP would not feel like Destiny. Imagine going into a pinnacle PvE activity, a nightfall, a raid, and having it feel like completely divorced from Destiny. Personally, I think that's one of the reasons Reckoning just isn't that appealing as content. It kind of doesn't feel like Destiny. It's just super spam. Right? It's just people spamming supers, and and then that's kind of the end of it. Oh, Misfits of War tried to post the link to Lumi, uh, Lumi dominating uh, Zone A. It's 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 phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Aquarius. What I don't understand is that Bungie knows how to make PvP and design it well. Just look at Halo. I feel like if they could just make it separate sandbox, a lot of those people are gone. A lot of the people uh, that, that 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 built the Halo PvP golden days, they're gone, and um. Not only are they gone, but again, we've touched on this a lot. You don't want to remove the identity of Destiny, because again, the reason to keep it in that many people have outlined is to appeal to your base. Your base might find PvP very unappealing if it doesn't feel like Destiny. Silly Rabbit. With the success of the Halo series and PvP, why do you think Bungie struggles so hard with Destiny's PvP? The games are too vastly different at its core? Yeah, fundamentally, that's the issue. Fundamentally, that is the main issue. You are taking PvE-oriented items into PvP. All you have to do, okay, go back to the Taken King, okay? Go back to the Taken King, and hammers, hammers is all you need to look at. Hammers were built from a damage threshold and their efficiency structure. Hammers were built for PvE. And they went into PvP and they were brokenly strong. You had, you still had that sense of fear in your heart. You could feel it when you heard that ching, that bing, that hammer sound would strike fear in people. Even after they nerfed hammers, that still, <laughs> that still happened. So th- that, that's all the proof you need that even back then, even back then, they, they struggled. They struggled to take a PvE oriented thing into, into PvP. 
they were they were so they were they were built they were OP in PVE too though. I don't think they were OP to the point that they needed nerf though. They're a, it's a super. They're supposed to be strong. Gale play. Do you think the game with RNG looting gear and when some of it only obtainable through PVE content overall could become an esports game? We already addressed the esports question. Uh, rated uh, rated uh, Rackenize says, why do you think Bungie put all their eggs in one basket at D2 launch with double primary 4v4 instead of creating a game mode that catered to an esports vibe? That was their attempt at an esports vibe. 30 and still gaming Mike from the podcast he was saying that they wanted to go esports for a long time he thought they were going to try and do it and when D2 demo landed he was like this is their attempt you can see it it's 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 so flavored in there countdown they show you the supers at the top to inform players to make those decisions the way the score is laid out on the screen just the the format of the scoring and the 4v4 the map design it was like, there were people, remember there were people that were like, some of these maps feel like Overwatch? They were trying to create this, this sort of, uh, like, linear, linear traversal environment where it was more about, it was just so, it was team-based. It was, I don't know, I, it, there was so much about it that felt like this is their attempt to do, to do an eSports style. And it just it just didn't work linear lanes and controlling alleys yeah like it's just it, it didn't it didn't work but when you look at it and you ask the question why did they do all this it was clear yeah i mean look look at the history rogue signed dr lupo as a competitive d2 player before the game launched every thought everybody thought esports destiny was coming like they played the demo i played with lupo every day of the demo and like that was like people were thinking like this is where it's going and it uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> FWC Guardian. I understand removing PvP would be a good thing for PvE. How does Bungie announce that D3 will remove a core pillar without having a PR nightmare? We talked about this before. We talked about this before. It isn't a PR nightmare. Think about it. Okay? Think about it. Fortnite did this many times. <laughs> many times. Oh, there's a tournament going on? Okay. Oh, whoops, we just put a really strong sword in the game. <laughs> Sorry. Complaint, anger, promotion of the game at a massive level. At a massive level, all right? So, D3 starts to get promoted and headlines everywhere. Destiny franchise jettisons PvP in its next game. What? They're getting rid of PvP? Why? Destiny becoming a fully orbed RPG at the cost of PvP. Free promotion of your game. People be like, why would they get rid of PvP? Oh, it's going to be like a hardcore RPG. They're really changing the style of the game. They're literally promoting the game. They're they're promoting the game for you. Fortnite is free. Yeah, but marketing of Fortnite trippy funnels people into the game, which funnels people into buying microtransactions. The, The... the business strategy of Fortnite is to just keep filling the funnel with players. Any press is good press. Yes, exactly. Even if you've got Tifu or high-level players complaining about an overpowered sword or a boombox right around tournament time, so the whole meta shifts on a dime, you're, you're, you're actually promoting the crap out of the game. Seeing high competitors say, this item's really, really powerful, oh my gosh, what do you think that does? I think I'm going to go play. <laughs> I think I'm going to go try this game out. You know, 
hundreds of thousands of people are watching extremely high-level players say, <laughs> say like, this thing's too strong, and then it drives people to go check out the game. If you if you if you see all these headlines promoting Destiny three as a as a new Destiny, as a Destiny without PvP, do you have any idea what that does to the funnel of players potentially? It's a more it's it's a more grindy, more RPG, more looter shooter style than you appeal to the PC crowd. You appeal to the significant larger size of Destiny's fan base, which is the PVE players. You also are appealing to the sides of the fan base that spend that seemingly seemingly spend more money 25 months from old soul thank you appreciate it uh or or Rizone says if they made a pvp pinnacle weapon uh if they made pvp pinnacle weapon bounties more like gambit complete a competitive match for one point a competitive win would be 10 points you'd need a thousand for luna two thousand for no not forgotten would pvp progression and engagement be better penalizing progress has always been a turnoff yeah i've already dealt with this question i think you would fix the playlist significantly if you got rid of the overly punishing thing for losses fill the funnel with casuals by putting bounties in there like you had in trials pre-rise of iron those those trials bounties were very good for that for the trials playlist and the matchmaking and if you did that and made it less painful to lose then I think the playlist would get significantly better. It wouldn't become perfect, but I think it would be significantly better than it is now. It's high noon. If you're thinking about them removing PvP, what will happen to Shaxx? I don't know. Zero kill him. <laughs> Little Light Radio, what about PvP Battle Pass for Destiny? It sounds crazy. It doesn't sound crazy. I said... I said when they were trying to come up with Eververse solutions, and they were trying to monetize the content... I was like, you guys did the battle pass first. Bungie did it first. SRL books. You spent the money. You got the book. You did the things. You got the pretty stuff. They did it first. Like an Eververse, an Eververse season pass would be so smart. You buy the pass. It gives you an intentional grind within the book to get really, really cool, right? Really, really cool cosmetics. And it's guaranteed revenue from people every month instead of like they randomly buy an emote or something. It's like it. it I don't. I don't know. I think. I think. A, I think a season. I think a, an Eververse pass would be a really, really good, good win. A really easy win as long as it's vanity items only. It. I, I think people would buy it. Next question from Gritter. With PvP potentially going away, do you feel that Anon the Nine's prediction of Destiny 3 is coming to fruition? He said we would get PvEVP in public spaces with Guardians attacking each other in certain places in the wild. Do you think feel that something like that, which is also a Div 2 Dark Zone, could work in Destiny 3? Listen, the more we look at Anon the Nine's predictions, and the more we look at the thrust and the shift in Destiny 2 toward Gambit and away from Crucible, the more you can see the potential path going forward is that a player-initiated dark zone style PvEVP environment would be the way that they go forward Anon the Nine has never been like it has, I think hasn't all his predictions come true if this is his prediction if this is his quote unquote leak about the future of Destiny this lines up with everything I've been saying there's no room for PvP in that environment maybe 
maybe just to keep that community happy they'll give you like a pretty simple playlist with some maps and stuff if he's never been wrong then like this goes hand in hand with everything I've been saying this is a shift away from a strictly PvP environment they're not predictions they're leaks confirm Senator Rage is an on the nine no 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 don't start that garbage I'm not an on the nine Zelfin, I really do not believe PvP needs to be removed from D3. It's an integral part of the game, and making the game that is fully PvE would be nowhere near as fun. I think there should be some changes in the future for PvP options, but cutting it out completely would be like cutting off your leg because you scraped your knee. I think I've made a pretty good case that you're overstating cutting off your leg because you scraped your knee. I feel like you're replacing your shoes because they're uncomfortable. (laughs) You're getting rid of the shoes because they're uncomfortable. You can put on another pair of shoes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I think your analogy is too hyperbolic. Clark Strider, do you feel like removing PvP completely would give us the godly, powerful, no-nerfing destiny we've always wanted? If you were here last night for the Razor's Roundtable, then you would have heard Mike answer my question. I was like, okay, Mike, if you can always use your Fatebringer for forever, how does Bungie create a gun that's better than the Fatebringer? And you could almost, you can almost picture it in your mind. It's like, well, they could go crazy with perks. A new season, there's a new hand cannon that does something just crazy. Chain lightning, I don't know, explosive this, blah, 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 blah. All these perks that you're like, this thing's wild and crazy. And you know why you could say that in a future without PvP? Because all you'd have to do is tweak the weapon to function within ad clearing. You wouldn't have to worry about what it does to PvP. Like, the lateral movement of weapon power is partly to is partly to do with PvP. The only thing you can do is move laterally. You know? You just go lateral. How do you make a better hand cannon than a midnight coup? Well, you can't, but you can move laterally. You can make another hand cannon that's basically exactly the same. Why? It has to stay in this lane of efficiency because it can go into PvP. I still think, I still disagree with Mike. I still think you can mushroom the loot pool so large that it becomes impossible to make anything that, 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 that is of interest. I think you have to prune the rose bush. It's painful, but it allows other things to flourish and grow. I don't think the loot pool can grow if you're constantly dragging one and two. At this point, in September of this year, the Midnight Coup is two years old. And do you really want to drag that into the future? Or would you like a whole new reset and a whole new loot pool? I just, I don't know. If you're loot-minded, I think getting to a point where you do leave things behind. I think if you have a rolling two-year calendar, it would work. Right? Listen, if after two years, if after two years you're like, no, this is ridiculous, I refuse to let go of my midnight coup, I mean, come on, man, it's been two years. And then whatever came out from Forsaken, it's got a year left at that point. There's like always this rolling two years. Stuff's falling off, stuff's getting added. I just, man, for forever? For forever? You want to use it for forever? It seems extreme. Zelfin. Destiny is not a purely PvE or PvP game. It's a balance. Expecting either side to be on par with the games that are pure PvE or PvP is some serious cognitive dissonance. No, it's not. Uh, We have to understand that the PvP in Destiny 2 is never going to be the same caliber as PUBG or Apex or Battlefield, but can we expect it to be viable in its own right? You just argued for a perfectly good reason to get rid of it. It's mediocre. It's mediocre. You're defending mediocrity. 
And no, it's not cognitive dissonance. I expect, listen, the PvE in this game, there, there, you can't have this experience anywhere. The feel of Destiny is so good. What's the problem? They don't have an engine that allows them agility to like make big, huge worlds with lots of weapons. The, the, look, look, let's look at, let's just look at the director for a second. This right here, Crucible, with a couple of game modes and a smattering of maps, is not why the PvE is faltering or struggling. That ain't why. If you were to if you were to really diagnose the problem, okay, Bungie, let's give you a checkup here. Let's see why you're struggling to make lots of content with depth and really good incentives. It ain't gonna be because of the crucible, my man. It's gonna be because the engine is archaic, old, difficult to make content for, and they've painted themselves into a corner with respect to power in general. They give us way too strong a stuff out of the gate, and then it's tr- it, they struggle to trump card it. They couldn't make enough content for Forsaken to trump all of the year one gear, so they let us bring the year one gear with us, and then that messes up incentivization. There is no way you're going to diagnose the PvE problems in Destiny and fault Crucible. Now, we might fault Crucible for making us have limitations on our power, making us have nerfing and buffing patches that are really, really frustrating to deal with, but if you start really looking at the lackluster nature of the PvE side, how it's feels shallow or short visited it has nothing to do with crucible nothing coordinator uh you know my only rebuttal is why do you have to throw away my favorite block i love the pvp even with its problems why can't i have my pvp block and everyone still gets to play with the train and use your analogy i don't want to take away your toy man i really really don't i don't i already kind of cited some of the streamers and friends i have that i don't want to take away their toy but, but, if we're having to devote so much energy and cost to maintain and create content for you on the PvP side, and that production cost is seeing the smallest amount of return, that becomes a business decision. It's not a personal decision. It's not me, Lono, ranting against PvE. We've went very, very long lengths to show why it's it's very at this point risky to keep going down this lane of leaving pvp in the game it really really is and it it is more about that it is so much more about the cost assessment and the re- and the, the roi it's a business decision right to keep the analogy, the block takes a battery and the and the and the train takes three. We only have three batteries. Your block is taking away one of our batteries, and we want the train to play with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying PvP is the block and it requires a battery. Right. Like resources. You only have so many resources. Yeah, if we really want to push the analogy all the way, all the way down uh, down the hill. Yes, it's a matter of resources. And so you're shortchanging what everybody else in the room wants to play with. You have ten people in a room and you have two people that really want the PvP. These eight people are like, we don't really care about that, and you're taking you're taking resources away from what could make their stuff better. To, to devote to something that fewer people are engaging with. And again, it could come, come down to just risk assessment. Rusty, can Destiny ever have good PvP without dedicated servers? Well, obviously, that's a significant hurdle. 
because of because peer to peer comes fraught with its own problems. It's just fraught with its own problems. Peer to peer connections are less reliable. There's DDoSing. Like it's just dedicated servers would be a, ne- a necessary if they, if they want their PvP to be taken serious because we're we're anticipating Destiny three coming out the earliest next year, which I think is unlikely. I'm thinking 2021. If you think in 2021 you're going to have a PvP game on peer-to-peer and you think it's going to get anywhere, I, I, I've, I've got some bad news for you. They, it, ha- it, would, it would have to be uh, ded- dedicated servers, which is another potential hurdle because then they have to rebuild the infrastructure of the game not just for their big worlds to exist on dedicated servers but their pvp maps and their matchmaking and that infrastructure and that back end has to be built to interact with dedicated servers just because let's just imagine best case scenario they build destiny the next destiny in the unreal engine and they're building these big massive worlds right very scalable very agile easy to make quick changes you can have big vast areas like the Fortnite map, right? And not having to like instance in, because that's what you're doing whenever you're leaving one instance in Destiny and going to another instance. It's, you're actually like matchmaking because it's hosted, it's peer to peer. Just because they do that doesn't mean the infrastructure for peer to peer matchmaking and all that net code that would need to be built for PvP isn't built yet. It either. That's another potential reason. Now, that's way out in the distance as a potential. I don't know if they're rebuilding the game in another engine. I think they need to. And if they do that, then they've got to build more infrastructure, more back-end to interact with dedicated servers on both the PvE side and the PvP side. Another reason that the risk assessment of PvP may have them concluding that no, they don't want it. Spacklet. Uh, with how much Gambit stuff we are getting, do you think they are trying to make this the new main show and put Crucible on the back burner? Yeah, we've already touched on that. Will D3 have a PC version? They would not leave behind PC. If anything, they'd push it harder, I would think. Uh, Danger Zone. Do you think it's a good idea for Bungie to get rid of PvP entirely? We've talked about that a lot. That's generic, and that we've kind of addressed that. Do you think PvP would be more enjoyable if everyone had the same loadout? I think that really, really robs Destiny of its identity and would be very unappealing to fans of Destiny's PvP for the last four years. And Kenton. Do you think PvP needs a sweaty event or a more casual event from Bungie or just more maps? I don't think you can throw content at this problem. I don't. I don't. I don't think maps. I don't think events. I don't think any of those things would solve PvP's issues. God level 100. Couldn't you also use the argument that if they focus more on PvP, they could attract more people to play it? No, I think that the I think that uh, there's there's a significant and good argument to be made that there is a it's a very very shallow it's a very very not, I'm sorry not shallow saturated it's a very saturated market. Player bases are rallying around games like uh, Apex Legends and not just Apex Legends, but Fortnite and games like Battlefield and Call of Duty are also trying to throw their hat in the ring of, you know, Battle Royale. And when you consider that this this style of PvP feels like a dying breed and as we said when golden boy was here a little bit ago as he brought up even if you try to go below that that stratosphere and hang out in the hemisphere of more uh, more stripped down shooters there's overwatch there's rainbow six siege there's even there's there's even counter-strike um i i think you're trying to you're trying to enter a landscape that's very very saturated as is so not only do you have a generational shift in expectations you also have 
a, a market that Bungie hasn't really gotten a good market share in, right? They don't have a good market share right now as far as the the likability and the viewability of of uh, of the PvP. So. Uh, Dark Beblino, do you think that the skill ranking format similar to Overwatch would work in comp? It seems like there needs to be a tangible loss for losing because it's supposed to be competitive. I think, no, because I think if you get like a moderate amount of points, if you get a very moderate amount of points and that's sort of like your, oh, we lost, man. I need, I need these points. Losing points again, I just think you're, you're making it. You're making you're making the, the the sense of accomplishment super narrow, right? Like, think about it like this: it's I'm having this issue in uh, in Legend. I'm having this issue in Legend and Gambit. I, it's like I make no progress, so the chances of my time being spent well get narrow and narrower and narrower. The more I get matched against high level players, it's just like I just played three games in a row and I won one. And you're like, but you're supposed to be rewarded for wins. You're supposed to be rewarded for wins. It should be punishing to lose. Hear me out, okay? Hear me out. If you are playing and you are winning lots of games, okay? If you're winning lots of games, that's your your reward is that you're gonna get you're gonna get that pinnacle weapon. You're gonna get that rank faster than anybody else, right? Being like, oh well, if you lose, it's supposed to be really really painful. Then, I. I don't know. I just think you end up like really, really choking out the playlist, and I don't know. It's a loot-based game too, so I feel like you could motivate people with loot to just be in there to make the playlist just less of a. It would just it would feel like a less less punishing environment um, in general. I think it's just it's so so punishing. I feel like you you really really hurt engagement uh, with how punishing it is. And ultimately, isn't that what you want? Don't you want people in there, um, you know, playing? Don't you want people in the matchmaking? I would think that you would. Uh, I think that you would want more and more people to be in there, not less. Uh, Kid Chemical, do you think casuals uh, are more PVE-minded players would be interested uh, in comp if Bungie made weapons on a cooldown period... Uh, style like Call of Duty has. No, I don't think so. Again, anything you do, anything you do to hurt the identity of the game is going to push people away. Uh, oh, Lobo says, do you think a company like Bungie would release free-to-play Destiny BR? Ah, I don't know. It's a saturated market, so you could, you could, you could end up like, uh, you could end up like, um, what's the game? I'm trying to think of the game. There was the uh, Realm Royale. You could end up like Realm Royale. You could end up like any of the other. There's been so many. There's been so many BRs that have attempted to rise to the top or to get a player base. Yeah, Radical Heights. I yeah, I just don't think so. I think that there's too there's too many people. There's too many players on the field. Um, there's too many players on the field. It would be massively, massively risky to try to step onto this field right now. Um, and I mean, even Lawbreakers, I mean, Lawbreakers basically tried to bring back that old arena style shooter where it's like, it's a small, it's a smaller map. You're super fast. Uh, it was, 
Lawbreakers was almost like this attempt to bring back Quake and Unreal Tournament, like bring them back into the forefront. And I just don't think it worked because again, the changing, I think that's proof of what I've been trying to say right there. If you would have, if, if Lawbreakers would have landed at the height of Unreal Tournament and Quake 3's popularity, Lawbreakers would have been a smash hit. It would have been a smash hit. But Lawbreakers landed at a time where no one's really interested in that style of game. No one's interested in that style of game. So you end up with a game that doesn't really have an audience. And I think that's slowly, unfortunately, there is something in my pants that keeps poking my leg and I'm trying to find out what it is. It's like, it's like this teeny little something and I'm trying to get it out. I can't get it out. Um, they, they, uh, that's that's something that I think is happening with games like Destiny as well. Their PvP is just becoming an archaic relic of the past. You know, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she said, dude. It's it's like right on my it's right on my pant leg. It's like this. It's like a hair. It's it's a hair or something. No, it's not that. It's not that. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Evil the Waffler. What about the rumor that Destiny 3 PvP will be like the Dark Zone? We already addressed that rumor. Nurgle says, what are the daily numbers looking like for PvP? Last time I saw it was 400 to 600,000 daily engagement. Yeah, and in that engagement number, okay, in that engagement number is is uh, is Gambit. So somebody put the somebody put the totals in chat earlier and more people that played PVP in that total more of them were gambit than were of crucible. So like if I'm telling you if that's the shift they wanted to make and it's if it's working dude I don't know. It I don't know. If 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 they're actually getting more people to play gambit than crucible and it's if it's if that if that is a sustained change that's significant. If 350k people played PvP yesterday, I want to know how many of those 350k were for milestones only. Yeah, I think when we subtracted when we subtracted Gambit. Yeah, okay. So 350k played PvP, 260k played Gambit. So, I mean, don't you see? 576 played PvE. Don't you see? It's a shifting of the tide. It's a shifting of the tide. Like Gambit is, if if that maintains, then Gambit's sneaking up on Crucible. Crucible's dwindling at that point, and it's manufactured. Before you jump ahead of me, it's manufactured. That's part of the the entire discussion I've been having today. It's they Bungie brought this about. Bungie brought this about. They're siphoning people off of Crucible into the into Gambit, and that that could be a manufactured and intentional thing because that's what they that's what they intend to do with the game in the future. Noth twenty one, not counting quest quality, but last word in Thorn Quest made me want to play PvP. Uh, they're nice looking. At least the last word is fun to use. Uh, I'm working on Thorn. Do you think the rewards like these, even if they're not exotics, are the way to go? I think those are temporary solutions. I don't think those actually get people in there. Kahuna. What are we going to talk about the horrible Anthem store update? This, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Destiny. I'm going to play Anthem in a little bit. Uh, with the ability for Bungie to keep nerfs and buffs separate to affect PvE and P- We already talked about that. Separating the game would be the only way to really do it in the beginning. 
Do you think Bungie has looked into the player base stats as players that only go into PvP and decided it's not worth it? I'm sure if the player numbers take into account the players that only go into Crucible for milestones and then hop out again may not care if PvP stays or goes. That's another thing we haven't even talked about. Like, take that number. 350,000 people played PvP yesterday. Okay, let's take that number. You gotta subtract people that literally did the milestone and left. They did the milestone and they're not touching it again for the rest of the week, okay? Take them out. Then whatever you're left with, how many of those people in a given week? Not just the 350k, that's not fair. Let's take the whole week and take that number, subtract the people that did milestones and then never went back in, okay? And then, and then subtract the people that don't spend any money either. And that's what you're left with. That's who you're left with. Does he read only subs? I'm reading questions that people submitted, bro. Like, do you see that thing on the screen right there? That's a question that somebody submitted probably like 20 or 30 minutes ago. No, I don't only read subs. You're putting a paragraph in chat while I'm working my way through already submitted questions. So yeah, I'm not reading what you said. That's, it's not because you're not a sub. It's because I'm not focused on you. I'm focused on the questions. Uh, Giant Dragon. Do you think that when the invader attacks the enemies, uh, it should shoot the attacker too? No, 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 no. That we don't we don't need to do that. Lono, do you think Bungie went too far in the core changes between Destiny 1 and 2 that they simply cannot revert things enough to please PVP players? Making changes to please PvE players is easier since balance doesn't have to be as tight. Whoa, sure. Thank you, Fatal Symphony, for 19 months of subs. Welcome back. Um what, uh, do you think that Bungie will be able to develop enough uh, valuable PvE content to keep Destiny as a game as service without PvP as an area for player engagement? I understand they currently have lots of options uh, to engage with the PvE, but most it feels pointless. Personally, PvP is a great place. Player-based numbers just don't agree with you. This game has not been kept alive by PvP. They don't need PvP. Even now, as they added Gambit, you're seeing people pivot away. Now, I don't know if that'll be a sustained change. Right? I don't know if that's just going to be a sustained change that Gambit overtakes Crucible. What about the people that don't play PvP because they have to do other activities or milestones? Yeah, but cover two, the numbers in the pl- the numbers in the community have been long-standing even before milestones existed. These are numbers that we that are familiar to us. These are numbers that are familiar to us that PvP gets less engagement. And all it took was the institution of Gambit Prime and an annual pass that motivates people to go into Gambit Prime to, it's not bleeding PvE. Think about it from that perspective. The PvE numbers are right around where they were, right around 700,000. They, they it rises up to uh, right around 600,000. It rises up to seven, 800,000 on the weekends. The PvE player base, player base is unaffected. Crucible has had its numbers gutted. It's just slice, and everybody's going over to Gambit. Like, Crucible traditionally had 400 to 500,000 players in Crucible all the way up until Gambit existed, and they still are maintaining those numbers, but a lot of those Crucible players are daily now siphoning off of Crucible. Crucible's, Crucible's numbers are actually going down in relation to Gambit. That's not by accident. I don't think it's by accident. Why do you think Bungie's unable to differentiate abilities and weapons in PvP and PvE? It's the engine. It's just how they built the game. Forgive me if you talked about this. Work keeps coming up and I'm watching as much as I would like. Have you touched on the fact that you would like, uh, that when you take PvP from the game, nerfing goes way down. In PvE, there's much greater chance of things getting buffed instead of nerfed. Right, there's also way new abilities and perk options on guns and stuff. 
Uh, is one-eyed mask still viable in PvP? Yeah, I think so, from what everybody said. Uh, mythological figure. The hard truth is that our clan members don't play Crucible because it's not fun. There's DDoS, bad connections, sweaties, tryhards, min-maxers with cheesy weapons and cheesy builds. The over-enthusiastic nature of quick play does not appeal to our clan members. PvP is competitive by default, but should PvP players accept some blame for the current state of the Crucible, or what is inevitable for the, rea- uh, the reason that PvP will never appeal to the majority of Destiny players? No, you can't blame the players. No. No. If a developer comes out with a PvP game and they put a weapon in the game called the Face Melter, and the Face Melter is the strongest gun in the game and it melts faces. You shoot someone once and they die. Okay? A month goes by, would you be like, well, it's partially the community's fault. Everyone's using the Face Melter. Of Why would they not? Why would they not use the Face Melter? You take the path of least resistance. You use the strongest tool. You use the best tool for the job. I, that, that's not on the player. The player is literally doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're analyzing the battlefield and they're saying, "What is the best gun for this job? What's the best? What's the best loadout? What's the best kit?" And they run with it. Jay-Z Slayers. Do you think that when you reach rank in comp, you should lose a game? You don't de-rank? I, I, they, I've already addressed what they need to do with the comp scoring. DJC, thank you for the brand new sub. Mr. Anderson said, if they ever bring back Trials, would you play it if they made it when you were got seven wins before you got three losses? You still have to go to the Lighthouse? I didn't mind Trials. I played it with friends all the time. I mean, I, that's a fine change. I don't know how much they... We need to even entertain this. I don't think Trials is coming back anytime soon. CP for Gators. Do you think... What do you think about D3 releasing as a full PvE while Bungie offers Destiny PvP almost like a spin-off? Several different PvP modes, free-to-play, transactions and all. Okay, this is laden with even more risk. Because if you don't charge people for it, there's no initial revenue or access fee to get in. And you hope they're addicted enough and you hope that they like it enough to buy your micros to subsidize and pay for it, right? Big Rush. What about the fact that some people play PvP as a breath of fresh air when they get tired of PvE? Would you really hurt whatever replay value Destiny has by removing PvP? No, because uh, honestly, honestly, you... You would hope this would net benefit us content. You would hope that if they made this change, we would get more stuff to do. One of the reasons people get tired of Destiny's PvE is it's this pretty small circle. You run out of content pretty quickly. You know? You run out of content very, very quickly. So, that's the Fortnite model. Right, doing a free-to-play game with microtransactions, I just think that's incredibly risky. You're basically giving away your product and hoping it's popular enough to subsidize itself. Like, that's an enormous risk. That is an enormous risk. You're basically giving away your product for free, hoping it's good enough to essentially subsidize itself because people are going to be so pleased with it that they that they pay for the micros. So we're going to check out the tower. Reset just happened. We're going to check all the reset stuff. Don't go anywhere if you're here live. We'll check the tower, the Eververse, the, the, the Nightfalls, all of it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always check me live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, please like, share, and subscribe.